Welcome everybody to the Tag Your It podcast. I am Ray Ray. And I am David Van Bever. And yes, it has been uh, just a just a weird couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. We've been able to get on and uh, we haven't been able to get on and, and record and, and, and do this. But uh, we're back here. Well, uh, I, was in sick the, boy. I was sick yes. boy last week, so yeah. excuse yeah, was, me. That was Sorry all you. That. <laughs> that was all you, Dave. But you know what? Uh, God is good. And, uh, you know, we got to, if you guys uh, didn't check it out, we can actually put out a little housekeeping anyway. We were on the Abolish Abortion yeah, uh, Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast with uh, Brandon Dodd actually hosting. So yeah. it's kind of a little two switcheroo that happened. So we recorded it two weeks ago, but it came out last Saturday. Um, so if you are unfamiliar with the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, you can go look that up on your favorite uh, podcast catcher via, you know, it could be iTunes or Apple, Apple podcast or whatever. Check that out and uh, that'll keep get you in the heartbeat of what's going on here in uh, Missouri, especially in the real deal civil magistrate side of things so it's yeah. not just uh, what we do here on the podcast talking about the things like um that that considers like dave and i are both on the uh board of directors for yes. that and it's now a um a uh, official 501c4 uh corporation kind of a thing so um you know if you guys want to give donations to abolish abortion missouri you guys are more than welcome to do that to help us uh, do what we do in the state of Missouri. But anyway, um, we were on that. So there was a show with both of us on there talking about uh, the Missouri Baptist uh, stuff again. And if you haven't uh, listened to that, you can listen to the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, or you can go back in our backlog and talk about and, and he hear the history and all that kind of stuff that went on this year again in the uh, Missouri Baptist convention with that. But we must press on. We must uh, continue uh, to provide content uh, so that uh, is going on uh, currently. Um, just there's a whole lot of things going on. It's not just about uh, abortion and abolition. There are just tons and tons of issues hitting us all the time. We need to, to have answers um, to the world. Uh, the world is watching, and we need to give them the correct answers, and we need to do it boldly and without compromise to King Jesus. So uh, with that said, right yes. Always with that new said, issues they, to deal with, always new cultural mm -hmm. artifacts, always new ways to analyze the arguments that are being made by a secularist culture and how they're responding yeah. to the arguments that we make as Christians who have submitted to the full authority of God's word. Failure to realize that is to do a serious disservice. In fact, I would say that many of the problems that are currently being waged or the wars that are currently being waged in the church today is because people did not want to deal with the real cultural arguments that were being made. Rather, they wanted to stick their head in the ground and pretend as if the church just existed within the four walls and they did not want to take the gospel out. And so that is what we are doing always. Yes. Yes, yes. And so with that said, um, you know, we really didn't have a uh, Thanksgiving show. Um, Thanksgiving and we, show. yeah, and we haven't had an Advent show and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, there was some stuff that kind of, so if you're familiar, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know, uh, my timeline uh, has a lot of fun. And uh, it's really, it's really hilarious how I get, uh, how I get uh, yelled at for just maintaining an echo chamber whenever I never delete a comment and I allow people that disagree with me to just say whatever they want to say. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not an echo chamber. I'm glad that, uh, you know, people do talk and even vehemently, you know, I mean, we're talking about min militantly disagree with me. Guess what? Uh, who, who doesn't delete comments? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, Jesus said, especially in this new covenant era that, uh, you know, the blasphemy of the father, 
and the blasphemy of the son will be forgiven. It's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that's the unforgivable sin. So why am why why do I sit there and cancel people out whenever they uh, make fun of my Jesus, uh, my Lord, my Savior, my King? Um, I'll let them do that, and I will just answer. You know, I will, and, and they can load the emotions up behind the keyboard and just think that I'm ravaging. But you know, I just uh, yeah, I'm passionate. And uh, and 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 all that, but you know, I maintain coolness, and uh, people know that if they get me in a um, in a in a face-to-face -face interaction, I might get passionate, but I am compassionate um, about them as well, and hearing, and I will answer the arguments, and maybe that's just what it is. It's just I, I'm 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 too coldly answering the arguments that they're giving it, and uh, you know, maybe I can work on uh, some of my uh, relational things, but you know, I, I don't argue against people. People are made in the image of God, and uh, so I am treating them. I'm wanting to telling the truth because that is loving them, um, my right. neighbor. So um, that's what, you know, if, if you get on my timeline, you see that, you know, just know that whenever I'm typing, I'm not um, hot. You know, like I'm just going like, well, here's here's the answer to what you said or whatever. And it's not well, an echo one nice chamber. thing about welcome, that, Adam, is it does conversation. You, yeah, one of the things that it does do is it does give a Don Vino is the one who has shared this with me. He's like, man, there is a lot of use in that because you have people who are watching the conversation every time. Oh, yeah. So, and so yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I, that's the woman, right? Uh, that Jesus was talking to, you know, don't uh, don't throw what is holy to dogs. Right. But the, what, what does the woman say? She says, but, you know, the the dogs will scraps. eat the crumbs from the, the king's table. And he said that you answered correctly. And right. so, you know, it might not be about the person I'm talking to, but I hope that people uh, read and they get those crumbs and they go, oh, so I'm doing it. Like the reason why I do what I do, even if it's on Facebook, you know, it's it's for people that, uh, you know, God is giving ears, you know, I, I trust the Holy Spirit to do the work. And if I get to be a means in the process, um, all I can just say is thank him um, for what he's done in my life to end up uh, being able to be a means in someone else's life. So it might not be a direct thing to the person I'm talking to, but it could be to a lot of other people watching um, whenever it gets on this. But anyway, I had shared uh, something because uh, James White did have sort of a Thanksgiving episode. Um, he does stuff like that a whole lot better <laughs> than us. Hey, we're going uh, to have a Christmas things, episode. Yeah, we, we will, have we will Advent do it. episode in yes. the near future. Yes, Before Christmas, it'll be our last program of the season. Yes. By the uh, way, I was Lord willing, about this. Lord willing, we will yeah, say thinking, Lord willing. <laughs> by the way, I was thinking about this. How many episodes do we have at this I particular think point? This might be the 275th. Somewhere nice. In there. We so are we're, we're getting up there. Right through, man. Yeah, season seven. Season seven will come uh, here in just a few weeks. We'll start that and we'll have to figure out what we're going to, cause I, we've had some really good uh, first shows of the year um, past two with uh, at least Josh Jenkins. So maybe we have to yeah. another, have another yeah. Christendom one uh, come up uh, to start the year uh, in the right spot anyway. But anyway, I, uh, I had shared this uh, James White meme from his uh, Thanksgiving talk um, on my Facebook page. Somebody put this together, but I did listen to the podcast. Great podcast. I listened um, to it too. Great oh yeah. The Dividing line is awesome. And that's, you know, why a part of the reason why Dave and I are doing this, uh, this tag your it thing for as long as we have. But um, in this uh, meme, that was shared it says thanksgiving in brackets because he didn't say that but this is what he's talking about but thanksgiving is so distinctively christian it is so anti-secular it really is it just it, it or it's just there or it's just there is no foundation in the secular worldview for thanks 
for anything. Fizzling or fizzing bags of chemicals, ugly bags of mostly water, do not have anything to be thankful for. Now, all we can say is pre-sup, what's up? So we haven't said it on the show in a while. And uh, you right. know, the next, uh, this show, uh, the next uh, couple of shows, I mean, this is definitely, we're ending the year in that uh, pre-sup, what's up mentality uh, to it. hit a few things. But uh, that's why I shared it because uh, James White, if you don't know who he is, he is a presuppositional uh, apologetics dude. He likes the Van Til. Um, that's, again, he is a part of the story between Dave and I as well in the same uh, vein. And Amen. so you can call it an echo chamber or you can call it we have to have we we all have a worldview and so mm-hmm. if you're not in the echo chamber of god's word and thinking his thoughts after him then who are you going to think after because you're we're, so you're going to have a neutral territory did you know that's uh aristotle's an echo chamber descartes is an echo chamber if you start with their foundations you're just echoing other people and so it's actually us the presuppositionalists that are coming into a world of enlightenment philosophy that is not was not created in a vacuum, but there was just hundreds and hundreds of years of philosophy going on that has the same presupposition that human reasoning is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And so, so it's presuppositional guys that are going, here's the noetic effects of sin. Here's, here's from scripture. Well, the reality um, that we're not reasonably, is... we, we cannot reason ethically toward God. Well, and further so. on that, in that, just to add a little bit, the reality that the Christian worldview purports a very true statement in that there is no one who is neutral. All men are suppressing mm-hmm. the truth and unrighteousness. Everyone yeah. is born into a worldview of suppression. Your worldview is an amalgamation of all of the books that you have read, all of the messages you have listened to, and the fundamental assumptions that you base your world, that you base your understanding of reality on. Of course, Sire's book, The Universe Next Door, gives eight questions that every that every worldview answers. Colson and Piercy's book uh, give four questions that every worldview answers. What is man? What is the purpose of man? What happens after death? Uh, what is life all about, essentially? What is the basis of your morals? That's a little brief piece there on yeah. what Piercy and Colson state. So the piece is very clear to me that White is pushing back very clearly against this idea that if you are a pure secularist, which again, very few people are a pure secularist, very few people are a pure naturalist materialist, what they've done is they've borrowed from a bunch of different worldviews, and all we always need to do as Christians is point out where they're living on our borrowed capital. And thankfulness does not originate at the basis of a pure materialistic worldview. It cannot. It has no definition for that. He points that out rather clearly, and that is, again, the framework from which this is coming. Yes. And so, you know, whenever you start it with the uh, what he says at the very end there, fizzing bags of chemicals, ugly bags of mostly water do not have anything to be thankful for. And so whenever we think about uh, if we're in this echo chamber in the science classroom, right, we're going to be told that uh, you had bacteria and, uh, and some soup a long time ago, um, that uh, you had some enzymes and all that stuff. It got together and over time, things somehow coagulated and came together and you created a living cell and then you had just complexity of cells so basically to get from that soup we're just a another happenstance random manifestation over a long period of time of the same soup so you have bacteria in this pool that are fighting against each other and some get marginalized 
and they go out of existence. And uh, the other, but from a, just, just real yeah. quick, from a yeah. pure materialistic, naturalistic place, there is nothing yeah. wrong with hierarchy. Yeah. There no, no, is no, no, nothing no. wrong with power oppression because that yeah. is purely the result of a random chance universe that is allowing, that is allowing by luck of the draw. Again, by luck of the draw, by the specifically placed molecules being governed by unnatural blind laws that are causing those sides that win to win. And so yeah. to live that out consistently, all you need to state is there is no oppression. There is no meaning in any winner or loser and who cares about being thankful or giving gratitude again the yeah. secularist when they deal or face or are faced with this concept of thanksgiving face a real problem number one who are they thankful to yeah. what is thankfulness beyond chemicals in their head what is thankfulness beyond a brief release of endorphins there is nothing to be thankful for, and that release of endorphins is simply the results or the leftover clinging from a materialistic universe that doesn't do anything. The only real point is to perpetuate your genome as far as you can. So thankfulness is only useful in so much as it allows you to perpetuate your genome into the next species. And being thankful to someone is only useful if it can gain you benefit. And so the very definition of what it means to be thankful when you deal with a secularist versus a Christian, uh, the two ideas could not be more opposed to one another. So in summary, gratitude is simply a chemical response to the endorphins being released in your brain and is an unfortunate leftover due to the evolutionary history that one lives out. So for yeah. therefore, thankfulness, again, just viewed purely from a secularist, materialist standpoint, is nothing but chemicals that have unfortunately continued to survive in a human being, but they do not allow you to do anything good unless you can prove some type of benefit that they give you for propagating your genome. And the thing is, is that the word give, the give, did, did you were you were given? So like whenever you just think, well, let's think about Thanksgiving. You know, you're, we're eating, uh, something that was created from a former, former common ancestor, um, you know, a Turkey, you know, somehow humans and turkeys have to have some sort of intersection sometime in the past. Right. So yeah, there, there's something, correct. there, there's something there, but like, um, the ground gave us, gives it, gave the Turkey grass or did the grass just grow and the Turkey just happens to eat the grass or whatever's on the grass or whatever falls out, you know, it's, it's one of those things that nothing is given. And so if nothing is given, then there is no gratitude. Like that's, that's right. the thing is like, you know, being, being, being thankful means that we have been given something. So if you have a creator who has given us things, then we can thank them. And we actually have meaning behind that thankfulness and it's the, exactly uh, this is the precept what's up thing is that this is what scripture says this is romans 1 18 through 32 that we will keep on hitting is that people know god and they didn't want to give thanks to god well and, and so whenever you don't want to give thanks to god then where do you go where, where's the alternative and here's where the red herrings come in is because they i didn't get any sort of um, rebuttal i just get well your your story's messed up like, you know, I'm going to go back to the garden and go like, you have nothing to be thankful for. I'm like, well, you're not actually giving me an alternative. 
you're just covering up the fact you don't have one. And now you're trying to say, there you go. defend your position. Yeah, state yeah. And, and, defend. and then they can't even get in our car the right way because, well, they, you know, yeah, the, and the reality, is, yeah, go for it. Well, uh, go for it, Adam. yeah, I was just going to say, you know, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you, you go back to our story where um, we, we know what God, we have, we have a lens by his revelation, his revelation, what, in eternity he is he has done what he is doing um above his creation he made that he can see the 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 end from the beginning that he started and all that kind of stuff and you can be like well see this god you know he he predestined if he predestines the fall he's an evil god and it's like well wait a second wait no what what is evil and uh you know just because we don't know it you know we're it's almost a they try to put the christian in a uh you're damned if you do you damned if you don't sort of mentality if god told us this then we're damned and if he didn't tell us you'd be like well he didn't tell you what's going on and what's in his mind or anything like that and he's just leaving you and that's just the same thing that the serpent did to eve in the garden like is god withholding something from you or has he told you something and what he told you look at this look and it's one of those things that um there is no alternative because you know i have to have this as my presupposition or else what there's chaos there's a, there, there's nothing, there's no alternative. And so that's, that's basically all I get on my Facebook timeline is no real alternatives and, um, and, and a lack of a meta narrative from the other side, because I said there is no meta narrative and you don't have to argue meta narratives. And guess what? That is an argument about a, narr- a meta narrative. <laughs> so, well, and here's it, the thing yeah. too, Adam, that I would think is really crucial with any individual who is trying to um, deal with this meme and trying to attack it from a uh, materialistic um, worldview would be, well, could you give me evidence of any type of thankfulness, um, any type of societal thankfulness or call to being what you define as thankful that we have ever seen take root in any society? What have you built? In other words, what has your secularist worldview built in a in a means of understanding gratitude, defining thankfulness, even though you're being thankful to to the chance or to the universe itself, which you've now basically made your deity, right? The yeah. laws uh, that govern the universe are now your deity. They are now your end all and be all. They are now your un- omnipotent force. So could yeah. you give me evidence of any type of historical, purely materialistic thanksgiving that has ever evolved from history? Now they might turn and say, well, Look, this idea of Thanksgiving is really rooted in all of these pagan um, pagan cultures where they would have these type of harvest festivals, these pagan gods that were uh, definitely part of the um, part of the lunar year, part of the calendar year, these cyclical gods that dealt with the the harvest cycle. Um, those that's where Thanksgiving comes from. That's nice, but are you ready? They were all praising a deity, obviously a false deity, but they were at yeah. least demonstrating that in man there is, as it says in Ezekiel, an understanding of eternity. And so therefore, that uh, switching of tracks, that changing of hands, or that slide of hands that you're doing there to try to say, no, 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 uh, Thanksgiving is uh, based upon really pagan rituals only demonstrates actually they were giving thanks to a god, be it a false god, um, yeah. which then turns to the real historical component that drives, again, American Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, which yeah. is, is a and it's, and it's, and it Yeah, it comes down to that. So, I mean, it, Thanksgiving is – 
it, it's not just from a uh, presuppositional understanding. It's not Thanksgiving, giving thanks, I guess I could say. Giving thanks is not just a Christian thing, but Thanksgiving itself is, like as, as James White says here, is distinctively Christian. All right. And so you can be like, well, can't, uh, you know, Muslims can't, uh, you know, Jews say thank you and all that stuff because they do have a creator God um, in their stories or whatever. But the thing is, when we think about Thanksgiving, we're thinking about Puritans. It's an American holiday. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a very American. So in in that sense, okay, and I'm I'm not wanting to equivocate terms here. So giving thanks is the 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 meta narrative issue that the the uh, presupposition of creator revealing himself, making all things and giving dominion to his people. That's to be thankful. That's what us to be thankful for. That's what we didn't want to be thankful for, because we want to actually make it ourselves and try to make things secular. Try to make cool. things separate from from God, and uh, that's the problem that that we're facing. But then we have this. There's an actual celebration here in America. Yeah. It um, actually starts Thanksgiving. before Thanksgiving, by the way. 1620, John Robinson leaves Holland in the Mayflower. Going back to England, he actually had to leave Holland because he was an Englishman, and you can't be an Englishman in Holland. So he goes back to a small town. It starts with an L in England. Uh, he joins up with about 120 other Puritans who were leaving and fleeing England because they were not part of the Church of England because they didn't say that the Reformation, they said that the Reformation didn't go far enough. So they leave on two ships, actually, for those of who were not aware of that, two ships, the Speedwell and the Mayflower, the Speedwell strikes a leak about 300 miles out, 102 people pile onto the Mayflower, and for 66 days, and with the loss of four lives, they finally make it to Plymouth Rock on November 11th, actually, mm. of, tw- of 1620, for those who didn't know. They signed the Mayflower Compact, which is a distinctively Christian uh, document, and then uh, of the 26 heads of family, that winter, only 12 survived. 18 of the of the 18 married women, only three survived. Mm. And when they make it to the spring, they are able to run into Squanto, who was an Indian that had been captured by a British sea captain, brought back to England, breaks away, comes back, and then of course he introduces the governor William Bradford to his chief, Chief Massiot, and they learn how to plant crops. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is historically true, 100% accurate. In fact, Edward Winslow, after that first year, states this in his journal, although it be not always so plentiful as it was this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from where we often wish you partners excuse me, where where with with you partners, we would be without plenty. Sorry, my handwriting was a little bit broken up. I I, I stole that quotation from A Religious History of America, by the way, not a Christian worldview book. Second Thanksgiving occurs actually in 1623. Again, it is driven by the Puritans. Now, one little piece there that I noticed also in your timeline, you and I were talking about this a little bit before. Um, people were saying, oh, no, it might have been started by Christians, but uh, look at all the travesties uh, that yeah. were created. Actually, the Puritans 
the uh, pilgrims signed the longest, um, what was the longest peace treaty uh, for hundreds of years in America with the with the Wapunga tribe. That was the Puritans, those who instated uh, the practice of Thanksgiving, actually signed a 50-year peace treaty with this tribe, which was very well kept, by the way. Then, of yeah. course, Washington issues a first declaration of Thanksgiving again from a Christian worldview. In fact, he calls all Americans to express their gratitude to the happy conclusion of the war, which was the Revolutionary War. Who were they to express their gratitude to? God, the Creator God. Adams, Madison also followed through with Thanksgiving. In uh, 1817, the state of New York actually called for a yearly, they were the very first state to call for a yearly festival of Thanksgiving. Again, all that language is guided by what? Christian language from a Christian worldview. And then the Thanksgiving that we have basically in its regular state. In 1827, the lady who wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, Sarah Joseph of Hell, began a campaign that lasted for 36 years when she was finally able to get Abraham Lincoln in 1863 to request a nationwide Thanksgiving. Lincoln writes this, ask God to command his tender care all on all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife, and that God would heal the wounds of this nation. American Thanksgiving is not possible without a Christian worldview. Then, of course, the next little piece that occurs is Lincoln did, of course, schedule the Thanksgiving to be celebrated annually on the final Thursday of the year. He does that in 1863. That occurred until 1930 or to 1939 when FDR changed it to the third Thursday of th of November. And that did not go very well because he was doing that to try to get people to buy things, by the way. Hmm. And then in 1941, hmm. he changed it to its back to its current date. So uh, White is exceptionally spot on from a Christian worldview, from a historical perspective, that Thanksgiving in America is distinctively Christian, and yeah. it is anti-secular. We have no call for it if they were secularist. Yep, yep, and it just comes down to the fact that uh, you know we do have this uh, philosophical lens that everybody um, sees things through, and uh, you know I'm here to call it that's a that's your religious lens okay i'm yes. going to define it as that that's your you you got a worldview you've got something that you put your faith in there's got to be faith there for you to even move forward and so does that actually um does that comport with other things or do you just have a parts and peace worldview um and that's because you've actually are just being a pagan that uh, syncretizes everything so how much okay. of your of your worldview have you uh because you weren't born in a vacuum where you're not raised in a vacuum and so you like the smorgasbord approach to life um yeah that's the problem with uh, modern evangelicalism is because they are wanting the same smorgasbord is that they probably have at least some better 
foundational issues that they pick better, um, healthier things from that smorgasbord, but it's still parts and pieces. Um, and it just goes back down to Francis Schaefer doing such great work, um, being a student of Van Til, even though he uh, had his own issues later in life, um, he still wrote some really good stuff um, and had noticed the parts and piece nature of us understanding scripture, our parts and piece nature of understanding government. And, and this is what we continue to have to press is there is the great story um, of, of God revealing himself um, and to, to, and that Jesus is going to bless all the nations and how it works out from Adam to Noah to Abraham to Moses uh, to Jesus taking on flesh. And that brings us into Advent season here. That is a gift. That is something to be thankful for. And so, yes. you know, when I, so, but we understand that this Christ, he is ascended. He came up to the ancient of days. He takes over. The father gave him authority in all heaven and on earth and that he is the ruler of nations now. And so that's mm. why we have the nations we do now. Like this is Paul and X again, precept. What's up? Acts 17. God is the one who defines the boundaries of people, the times of people. This is why we are, this is why I'm in Springfield, Missouri. This is why Dave's in Lynn Valley, Kansas, because of the sovereignty of God. And, uh, and so we're here now we're here in America. Um, we don't have to be. So we were being told to be embarrassed about talking about national things um, and national covenants and all that kind of stuff. And we need to not be embarrassed, but go, no, God has ordained this That's or right. else it wouldn't happen. And he would, he would squash it. And he's probably going to, I mean, Jesus is probably looking down and seeing the blood of millions of unborn babies being murdered, girls being raped left and right, pimped out, um, sexual trafficking going on. He's probably Young seeing all children that. being yeah. dismembered. Yeah. And, and celebrated. And, and then uh, people that are professing his name, signing things that profane um, the institution from the very foundation that he created. And so, yeah, he might sell us off into slavery, you know. That's we that's what it. Jesus has been doing. But, you know, we do have the sense of where Jesus is ruling over the nation and we need to come up to him and worship him. And so he's the gift. And so they recognized that uh, in their time of coming over to America and making a relationship um, with the people that were native here and uh, actually doing some one another and pretty, pretty darn good. Um, yeah. and there was over 90, there were yeah. over 90 Indian men who attended the first Thanksgiving celebration. Six yeah. deer were shot. There you go. Um, yeah. So we by get the to way, that. it was a yeah. three day festival. Hmm. Oh, we need it. We need it to take a lot longer then. <laughs> but yeah. Well, so anyway, have, yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah. We you have were... some other shows that we're going to jump on to yeah. here. So we probably better wrap this one up. Oh yeah. We better. I told Dave to uh, keep me uh, contained here because uh, we, you know that we can always go long anyway, but, but just to understand um, the thing is whenever we talk like this, whenever you see memes like this, um, don't have bad faith. Maybe somebody's, you know, maybe, maybe the echo chamber um, gets projected and maybe you're feeling that uh, your world is getting crashed whenever things like this are said. And maybe uh, this is why uh, this is why it's an ethical, not an intellectual thing. Uh, so when you see this and you get and the hair raises on the back of your neck and you're wanting to, uh, to attack somebody for posting something like this, maybe, maybe uh, if, if you really want things to go well, maybe uh, there needs to be some good faith as a fellow image bearer and go, what is he saying? Because do I have something in my worldview that I need to check? 
maybe I, I, maybe if I look in myself, I go, wait, I have, no, I, I'd have nothing in my worldview to actually be thankful for if I really thought about it. And that's the thing is when it comes down to it, Christ, Christ is the ultimate gift. That's what Advent's for. This is what we'll talk about. Um, hopefully next week, Lord willing, um, the gift of gifts, Jesus Christ to be thankful for that gives us all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and the, uh, predication of actually being able to be thankful and the sending of the Holy Spirit to make us ethically able to thank God. And so we hope this episode has uh, encouraged you. I hope there's uh, been some really good things in there that uh, lead you guys to further study and uh, just really just uh, thank Jesus, especially in this time uh, of year as we go into Advent and Christmas and Epiphany and all those great things uh, um, going forward. So, but uh, I guess I'll end the episode by saying this is the Tag Your Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am David Van Buck. Soli. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah.